are about to enter a world of pain, suffering, and laughter. I just it was just a guy with long hair. Oh. You, uh, <laughs> hey, hey. who we talking about? Might be our guest on this week's episode of Worst Gig Ever. I'm Mike Pace. I'm Jeff Garlock. We got a talent. I, I paused there just to give him his due because he is more than words. It's Nuno Betancourt from Extreme. <laughs> I can't believe we got Nuno. It is comedic talent Dan Klein. Dan on the Klein. He's a he's a force of nature. He did the Seinfeld. Web series. The Seinfeld Show. Seinfeld Show. He's done uh, Teen Wheels. Teen Wheels, which is one of the funniest things ever with my good friend Emily Strawn. That's right. Rejected Pitches, an above average series. And then Fuzz. he's also, he was in Pangea 3000, well known sketch group. And, you know, he, he does stuff at UCB. He's, he's everywhere. This guy is a, a, a sketch comedy video wonder kind. He's the, the wonder kind. He's actually Richard kind. Yes. And Dan also has this amazing work ethic. Yeah. Which he goes into in detail yeah. in this episode, and he lays it on the line. He he's plays got great, it as it he's lays. He's got great bad comedy gigs, but he's also got great uh, just normal bad gigs. He's a, uh, I, I felt very comfortable with him in the studio. I felt so and comfortable. And there's certain guests it's like a warm bath. <laughs> I don't feel comfortable with, but Dan Klein was not one of them. He was fantastic. It's very funny. You're going to love the way you look when you listen, and you're going to love the way you look when you listen to any of our other episodes. We're almost approaching 50 episodes, I people. can't believe we're almost reaching our 50th anniversary. The 50th anniversary. <laughs> uh, you have hours of footage. Of footage? Uh, hours of tape. <laughs> tape to listen to. Worstgigeverpodcast.tumblr.com iTunes, you can go to all kinds of, just Google leave it. Us, leave us some comments and some reviews. Uh, that will really help us out on iTunes if you're on uh, our Worst Gig Ever iTunes page. Also, email us, worstgigever at yeah. Gmail. We can get some emails. The great uh, emails. And, great we, and emails. We, we, we keep them coming. Yes, please. And a lot of them are a little coming. too racy to read on the air. But I, hey, wish, I wish we could read we them. We have passionate fans. Yes. And you know who else I'm passionate for? Dan Clyde? The Christ. Okay, but, well... <laughs> In addition to that, here is Dan Klein on Worst Gig Ever. I- I think maybe the most humiliating and just like worst feeling for me was um, my friend had uh offered my sketch group Pangea three thousand to uh come oh god uh to come and <laughs> perform at my hometown's library <laughs> because she's a good librarian start. there. I know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like there's how could this be good? Like you know like what what could possibly happen? Or how the, could this possibly go wrong? Yes, right. Yeah, yeah. It's like what's gonna happen at the Old Bridge Public Library that's gonna like feel good? Um so it was just like us doing um like 
alternative sketch comedy <laughs> for people in, in the middle of New Jersey at like the show maybe was like 6.30 or 7 p.m. So there's just like old folks that go to the library just to see like what's happening. For events, library yes. events. Right. Yeah. Just like whatever it is. Yes, they're there. I'll either read the newspaper yes. or do the event. Yes, yeah. I, I want to check out this event first. Right. Um, uh, and so there was... All right, so there was just like old people that were already there as part of like I guess the library community. Uh (laughs) There's of course there's no back. It's not a stage. It's just a room. It's a room with chairs in it. Um, And um, then the people that attended the shows were just like all of the people that like I knew like growing up. So like parents and stuff. So it's like. It's just humiliating. Like, you know, it really makes so this you... is what you're doing. Now. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm at, yeah. So you're coming back and performing at the library. <laughs> so like, no matter what, it can't go well. I mean, I do think that overall they enjoyed it, but for me and my ego and my psyche, this is just like not a good situation. Yeah. And so there's like, we have to ask my friend who works at the library to like run tech for us which again like there's no tech there it's just like <laughs> were you doing a really tech heavy like, <laughs> is this the road which, show which version yes. of Pangea <laughs> this is this is like when we still were doing uh, you know like blackouts yep. but you know like a, a typical sketch yeah yeah you know so there were blackouts there was hopefully I think there were sound keys I don't remember exactly I mean oh god we sang acapella at one point like <laughs> Oh god, it's such crap. Um, Can we borrow this microfiche projector? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We need this. Um, uh, oh god, and like you just can't. Like you, you just you know. It's like I know in sketch comedy you're watching it. Say like the UCB theater. It's like you know this is not real. Right. But there's something about like a dark theater and like you've all come to this theater, so you're all pretending. Everyone like, has agreed. Yes, that yeah, this is pretend. what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> so nobody at the library has agreed to pretend. <laughs> That this is what's happening. So, like, to convince, like, it felt like we were, like, cajoling people into, like, reminding them, like, come on, this is, like, a fake world we're going to take you into. No dimming of the lights. No, there's no lights. So, like, it's just, like... Hot fluorescent. Old school hucksters. Pigeon 3000 rolls into town. Yeah, just, like, regular lighting in a regular room with regular folks (laughs) just trying to, like, understand me. Like, what happened to Dan? That's what it sort of felt like. Like, Dan grew up, sort of left, and now he's back, and, like, let's try to fix what happened to him or understand (laughs) what he's going through this little comedy phase so then on top of that we're struggling with everything because we're not there's nothing to connect to to like the 55 to 65 year old former teachers and like baseball coaches that like know me yeah what's what's the interaction with you are they throwing out the word are they like are they Playing along? Well, you know, it's sketch, so there's no suggestion or anything. We just, and also this is at a time before like Pangea was even like addressing the audience. Like we were just doing like mod night style. It's just like straight sketch comedy, like lights up. We're in a classroom. I mean, I guess that would work in a library, but you know, lights up. We're in a locker room or something. So we weren't, you know, again, like at a theater, people just buy into it because you're saying that. Whereas Picture here, these large print books are lockers. Yes, 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 seriously. <laughs> and the people like behind us that are looking through them are yeah. also lockers. Excuse me. <laughs> yes. So then on top of that, there was also um, a mentally challenged young <laughs> boy there uh, who I think was loving the show. 
<laughs> but you know doesn't know let's say the rules of sketch comedy which is i you know you have to stay silent this is like why i don't love sketch comedy either it's like yeah it's like it's really not that fun for the audience you know it's like you right. have to sit there like figure everything out you don't get to like enjoy like the experience too much you just like watch you be, you're watching tv but it's more expensive and more annoying right. and usually not as good yes um so uh, yeah this kid like starts just like shouting um and he, i think he's like repeating what we're saying if i if i remember and so he's breaking the fourth wall yeah it's like hey come on dude like not cool man did you address him well that's the thing it's oh, like okay. it got to the point where it's like we have to address right. the boy so oh my god and we did this sketch that's really risky i don't know if you remember the sketch Jeff. god this is in retrospect it's such a bad idea it's a sketch where the joke is it's like an event, like an, an award show or like a local, uh, yeah, like, um, you know, like dinner or like some banquet. Uh-huh. And all the joke of the sketches is that there is really no joke. So, you know, this is going to go great for the suburban housewives there. There is really no <laughs> joke. Said the concept of meta, great. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And we just, yeah, it's already like sort of a meta sketch and we are just thanking random people for 15 minutes. <laughs> so it's not like the best thing to do. Oh my God. These poor, I'm like, I feel bad for myself. I feel bad for them involved. So I think at one point we're like thanking people and he was, the boy was just like yelling and saying the words and I think at some point like I said like you know like I pretended that he was the guy who name that we just said and that seemed to go over really well because I think the tension was just like for you know everyone could just like breathe easy for a second like okay we're all okay this is not like the most horrible and insane thing we've all ever done at one point even my mom heckled um sort of heckled us because she like i think she wanted me to like speak up or something like the ultimate like jewish mother everyone wants to hear your beautiful voice yes i mean that's essentially what she was saying she was that's my son yeah and it's like, oh my God. Yes. This all sounds like my worst nightmare. Yeah, so it, it was just an absolute nightmare. I think afterwards, you know, everyone was like, you know, I think they were really happy. Like, I think you forget that regular people, just the idea that you would like move around in front of right. people, like, and smile through it, yeah. like, is impressive. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, look at you. You're we like, loved your play. Yes, yeah, exactly. Like, you're amazing. Like, you know, like, I, I would never do something like this. Uh, that yeah. takes courage. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So I think that's how people watched it. I don't know if they understood what it was. Right. Why we, why we did it. <laughs> why <laughs> it happened. Yeah. Imagine everyone just driving home. Like, why did that happen? You know, like, <laughs> Why is why is Daniel? Well, Klein let's not analyze it. But let's go home and watch <laughs> yeah. TV. That night, yeah. you changed one little boy's life. Maybe and at least for that day. Yeah, that little boy, <laughs> yeah, Zach little boy. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> now he's twenty five years older it's than us. Weird and how it worked out. Yeah, but hang over three. Go see it. Yeah, go see it, guys. Like, yes. yeah, when, we helped him get a start. Was there was there anyone there besides family who were just appreciative? Was there anyone there like who would have? possibly been into it for the right reason i think i had some friends come uh-huh. i had some i have it's weird i have a few groups of friends mm-hmm. from home like so i have a couple of friends that are just like on the level they get it we get each other it's it's amazing that we grew up together right. then i have some friends that are like they're still supportive and nice and we still get along and then there's friends that like are trying uh-huh. really hard but like you just can't get the jersey out of them at all <laughs> yeah so i think it was like a little bit of a mix of everything and 
there is definitely some of those guys there. They've come to some UCB shows, and it's uh-huh. always a train wreck. Sure, <laughs> having them there. Well, I think that 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 brings up an interesting point, which is how do you? And I, Jeff, and I can speak to this from having played in bands, and and that awkwardness yeah. when your family comes to see you play and the like worst. never goes over. But how do you describe something like alternative sketch comedy? Not even just that, but like. And this is a dangerous subject of why something is funny. Yeah. But, you know, is there even a conversation there with your friends about like, well, I'm doing this. No, that, and, that can't happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, well, I'm like my, with it, my family. It's a like, total disconnect. Yeah. I mean, I, well, it's like you think that you, the reason that you're in New York doing the things that you're doing is to get away from that. Yeah. Like, right. That's like yeah. was part of the drive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so to then bring it back <laughs> is really a recipe for like disaster. It, yeah. It's right. just like this is the people who I didn't connect with, which is why I'm not doing this here every day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and these are the people, I guess, like, you know, probably inspired me in some way, but to definitely leave. Right. Yeah. That's the thing, not to come back and yes. do it in front of them. Yeah. I remember playing, like, shows in the town next to my hometown, and that felt too close for comfort. Did your it mom come to those? Uh, I actually, no, she wasn't around for one of them, for an Orchid show, and then Panthers was playing, and it was supposed to be at least at a VFW hall, uh-huh. and then they had fucked up the permit, so they moved it to a college house. Yeah. And I had to call her dejectedly as like a 30 year old man <laughs> being like, yeah, don't even do it. I don't even want to be here. The show's in a house. Now. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. My life hasn't gone anywhere. We, we had Oxford Clubs had played a show at, uh, Connecticut. I think it was Connecticut College, Connecticut State College uh-huh. or something. And Dan, our drummer's from Connecticut. His parents are like pre rock and roll, like in their mid seventies. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Came to see us and we played in the cafeteria at Connecticut college in and the cafeteria had a, an enormous neon green sign in front of a brick wall that said semesters in like kind of a weird scripty font that was the name of like the, the cafeteria hangout was semesters oh, really and we played wow. on you know like a foot high stage did not turn off the lights no. 17 people they're sitting in the cafeteria seats and there's an enormous glowing green sign that says semesters Every Behind single one us. of them bought merch. And, they, and, they, <laughs> and, but there, there, but more to the point, there is a disconnect. And yeah. I don't know if it's, it's not necessarily generational. It's, it's, it's just in terms of like you fell into this thing and like it clicked. Right. And then other people didn't. And sometimes you're it's, not Bruce Springsteen coming home to <laughs> this, like Jersey. It's not a populist event here. Destroy. I would love it if Bruce Springsteen felt awkward. <laughs> yeah. you know, like in front of a hundred thousand people at Giant Stadium. He's like, oh, it's so weird. <laughs> I, I can't even explain it to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank God that's over. So, uh, yeah, so at a certain point, like, like for instance, um, the Seinfeld show stuff that you did. Oh, God. Which, which <laughs> brings me to tears whenever I watch. Oh, but that's like, great. Thank you. You can't, it's, it's so difficult to explain to someone, yeah. like, the joke <laughs> of that or, or kind of why, it, yeah. why it's funny. It just is. And that's yeah. kind of that, that, pervasive argument or not pervasive is not the right word but they're, they're, it's perverted that, it's perverted was the word i was looking for where you can't it's so it's so um difficult to yeah. have that conversation because then you kill it right if you try to figure out why it's my, my parents like still have a need to feel proud even if they don't understand or like the things that i'm doing but they want to fight through that to right. support me and i think that like I, i'm so glad i wasn't there uh, but like they show their friends, like the things that I've done on the internet. And one of them is 
the Seinfeld where like Jerry and George are like telling each other they want to like suck their each other's cocks and like they like love each other and they and like but my parents I think feel the need to like have to right. like maybe they think they're wrong or something right. or like hey, right. maybe someone will like this right. and again like people still like it that like I'm just moving around smiling so they're right. like hey look what he's doing but just like imagine like a bunch of like you know, uh, like middle-aged, like people from Jersey, like right. watching like two young guys try to be Jerry and George with like a <laughs> dumb wig on and like it's insane in front of a green screen and us being like, I want to suck your cock. And they're being like, oh, he's, he's, he does a very good Seinfeld impression. <laughs> right. So does he that seems very talented. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a conversation that you're still ha- I mean, you've been doing this for a long time now. Is this a conversation you're still having with your folks about like... Or is it the kind of thing like, you know, my mom also has always kind of like supported my musical endeavors and creative endeavors, but it's like when there's that validation of, say, like the paycheck, it becomes, oh, so now I see, right. you know. It's true. Uh, yes. The paycheck is the thing that yeah. usually... It validates. It makes it like a job yeah, right. in a lot of ways. So yeah. is that something that is, that's, have they, have they kind of come to terms? Do they understand it more now? Or is it still just kind of a... It's a little um, bit of a combination. Like, I, I think there's some things, like, I know they didn't understand the, like, FUDS menu that mm-hmm, we did. Like, mm-hmm. they didn't like, they didn't say they didn't like it, but right. they just were like, okay. And then, like, we get to, <laughs> right, we get to write a book with that. Right. And, well, even then they were sort of unsupportive in that they were like, boy, like, who would have thought? You know, like, but it's and sort the of FUDS weird. menu for the list. For the list. Oh, yes, is, yeah. It was, it was essentially, uh, Arthur, Arthur Meyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was his birthday, right? It was his birthday. Well, this is how it, it started. Also how it started. Another member of Pangea, and you made yeah. uh, a fake food menu for a yeah. restaurant for Booga Mooga? For the, yeah, is that what it was called? Uh, there was Googa Mooga was Googa like a, a, Mooga. <laughs> an artisanal <laughs> food, yeah. an artisanal food festival in right. Park Slope yeah. for the listener. Yes, yes. And, the, and the menu, even though it really doesn't, but it does have a little bit of those artisanal. Connotations, mm-hmm. so it seems to be. It's like making fun of that, like a hipster sort of Brooklyn restaurant, right. and people were pretty dissatisfied with Gugamuga. So Arthur, me, and Kelly Hudson, we all just jokingly thought it would be funny to make a fake restaurant with a takeout menu and a real number that you can call, right. and just leave the menus under people's doors, like it's, and just see if somebody yeah. were like what would happen right and then though there was gugamuga just happened to be that week that we printed out oh, the so menus yeah beautiful it was like, kind of uh, yeah cuz uh, we went Arthur for his birthday last year did what we called the great birthday walk which uh-huh. is we walked the entire length of Manhattan uh-huh. and so we were <laughs> dropping them off as we did it but then for gugamuga we were like well we, I guess we might as well go to this right. festival and we honestly just stood right outside <laughs> nobody stopped us there was even a police officer like clearly looking at us but i think he was embarrassed to ask us to stop yeah. and was just like all right this like i'm not gonna this is so weird this is Google booga. Yeah, yeah dude you let it go at Google booga <laughs> anything rolls at Google booga like, yeah literally anything rolls. they have to tell the police or everything they're like i don't know who came up with that rule but that is not true <laughs> Not everything rolls at Guga Mooga, guys. Hey, man, it's just what I told myself. Yes, All right. Yeah, everything goes. So we were just handing them out literally to everybody that just walked uh-huh. in. We just were like, here you go. And they thought it was like a map or something. And then people were dissatisfied with Guga Mooga because it sounded like a train wreck of just the lines were long. It was hot. Like, no yeah. one was happy. There wasn't right. enough food. Planned right. Yeah. So um, yeah. then this was kind of the, like, little um, shining 
moment of like, oh, wow, what a nice little thing that came out of this. <laughs> right. And then it was cool. We didn't put our names on it. Uh-huh. So then people like wanted to know it was one of those, you know, it's so funny. I bet if we put our names on it, no one would have cared. Right. Yeah. But then right. I was like, who did this? You yeah. created it's the Banksy. mystery. Yeah. Yes, yeah. That like little mystery. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it always, it's an amazing prank kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Got, you know, it's like, it's kind of like a classic prank. Yeah. It's a, a good one. Ways. Yeah. It was a very good one. Yeah. It's very funny. Out. Yes. And I think the uh, fudsmenu.com. Uh-huh. That's the menu. <laughs> yeah. Because we, we printed 5,000 of them, uh-huh. and we handed out almost all of them. I think Arthur still has a little stack on his desk, uh-huh. um, but that's it. Yeah. So. And now you're doing a book of it. Now we're making a book. But it's still hard to explain to your parents what the <laughs> fuck it is. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> we're getting an advance. That's yes, right, yeah. yeah, yeah. There'll be a book. Yeah. Like There'll be something they could, they could hold on to and, right. s- and show their friends, whether they like it or not. Google, the, or Google, the, the Foots thing was able to make some people laugh. Right. Still, like, not like a clear joke, though, you know? Right. There's no uh, rim shot at the end of it, so they <laughs> right. don't know when to laugh. But I think there was, like, a few funny enough sounding things that right. they could chuckle at it. Has that always been, I mean, from when you first started doing count, I mean, what, I guess, I mean, has it always kind of just kind of gone down that path? Like, yeah, I think like, I mean, just Sam's like, I mean, rim like, shot. I, I think, like, like, we share kind of like the same, like, kind of viewpoints yeah. on yes. comedy. Yeah. But then there are also a lot of people who, like, a lot of people who love that. Viewpoint that a lot of people just don't kind of yeah I know embrace it, which seems weird to me. I know. Has it always kind of just been? I mean, Pangea always had that too of just like you know it's you know well you know the joke is there, but you might have to dig a little bit harder. Yeah, it's a little. I think so. I think that's what's always. You know what? I might have been like I don't know. I wonder if I didn't go to college, what I would have been like as a comedian because I think I was a lot different in high school than I was in college. Even I don't know. I've always been attracted to that stuff, though. Even in high school, like uh, the state and and that. Right. So I've always liked the weird kind of like curveball. Right. Because that's what's going to make me laugh. And also, like I don't determine what makes me laugh. You know, it's yeah. like whatever's just kind of like yeah. make me belly laugh. You yeah. know, like Tim and Eric will just make me belly laugh. Yeah. I have no idea why. Right. I could talk about it, but it's like this is just funny. Yeah. And I guess you you know you get tired of the. Like, God, I can't stand, like, a joke. Yeah. I can't stand sure. them. I don't know why I hate them so much, though. I wish I could just, like, enjoy it, you know? Right. Just, like, so, relax. Are you Today, not- I was feeling out a big terror of hip-hop parody videos. Like, <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah? I'm just, like, watching a bunch of people, like, why do these even exist? What, yeah. Why would nerdy? What's... Yeah. What well, else not is- even why... Just, like, any... Like, I've gotten a, a hole of, like, realizing they're actually, like, Gungam-style oh, videos yeah. that they make fun of in that Funny or Die video. And then yes. realized there was like uh, like Lord of the Ring rap videos that have oh, like yeah. all these, and I'm just like, why? Novelty just, rap is uh, novelty rap makes awful. no sense. By the to way, me, uh, as a sketch form as anything. Rest Huge. in peace, uh, Chris uh, of, yes, of Chris Cross, Chris Cross. Who passed Spain. away. Chris uh, Kelly. Uh, uh, yesterday, yeah. For the listener, that this will be weeks later. Exactly. But, uh, <laughs> it was a while ago. His so memory, his hope memory, you're not still in mourning. His memory is that on. sensitive. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this episode's going out to Chris Kelly. Um, yes. But yeah, because I, I think I, yeah, like I could understand that. I mean, when you, or did you, when you were in high school and versus college, like were you? Well, what was in the, high school? Were yeah. you planning on doing? Like, did you have in your mind like I would love to do comedy stuff? I think there was a side of me that wanted to, but I still didn't understand how. It was a career. It's right. hard for me to explain, but like I know growing up, I didn't think I could do something like that because I was like, well, I'm not a comedian, so right. I never could be a comedian. Right. Like I never imagined like people who I thought were funny that at a certain time they just had to like get up there and do it. I don't right. know what I thought happened, but <laughs> right. that like gray area before you're a professional and when you're deciding, 
I just didn't. I just didn't know that was like a thing that Mort anyone Saul went through. At some point, walks around and gives <laughs> yes, everyone yeah, and like a like, certificate saying you're a comedian. Yeah, now. you're a comedian. I have no idea like how that would have worked. <laughs> right. So I was just like, oh, I guess no one's like determined I'm a comedian, so I'm not right. a comedian. So I'm going to be like a lawyer or something. <laughs> and going back to what you were saying about hating jokes and comedians was something like stand up. Uh, something that didn't never really appeal to you, or is I did stand up in college, but I didn't like it. I don't like being alone. <laughs> it's right. like it, it's such a lonely, it's a lonely thing, and also I don't like being myself on stage, which is like probably something I have to deal with in therapy or something. <laughs> right. But like I legitimately hate myself. Right. Like if I have to come out <laughs> and be like, "Hey guys, let's everybody clap! Like welcome right. to the show!" Like right. I can't do that. I'm right. not sure what show that is. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. It's my children's <laughs> musical show. Hey, everybody, that come was, on. If that was your act, and I understand yeah. why you... I mean, open mics could be a little it. tough in that situation. <laughs> hey, guys, what's going on? <laughs> That's type five. It's just him saying, hey, guys. Oh, my hey, God. everybody. I mean, actually, now that just feels like something you might do if you did yes. Yeah, But yes, yeah, if I were to... But if if I were to do it, like, ironically or in a character, I'm right. fine. Yeah. Right. I'm like, oh, this is a blast. Right. But I can't do it. I understand myself. that. Well, I mean, I've talked about that recently and there of realizing like that's the scary part of even writing alone sometimes. Like where Same I'm just like exposing yourself. It, yeah, you have the fear that you actually expose yourself Ugh. and then someone can say, oh, it's just you. And I can't be like, yeah, but they also fucked up, too. Like it was their fault, not right. me. Yes. Uh, yeah, and it yeah. is scary. It's, yeah. it's a fucking. Although the irony is, is that this format allows us to totally be ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Look that's interesting. That. I'm so good at podcasts. It sounds like the uh, switch was flipped in college and the kind of group dynamic of being able to interact so. with people sort of brought out performing tendencies that you became comfortable with. I think so. I think sketch and improv, like improv especially, I mean, so many people hate improv, you know, it has such like a bad reputation, but I love it so much. Right. Like, I think it's so great. I still think it's great to watch when it's good. I mean, obviously, I think people just have too many bad improv experiences when or something. Like, bad, it's as a really collective bad. country, we yeah. were just like, improv is so bad because right. we've all seen such bad stuff. Right. But when it's good, it's so good and it's so, it's a lot of fun. Um, and I just have a blast doing it. Like, that's always the way I've joked around with my friends, even before considering comedy or caring about or knew, knowing that I cared about comedy, we always did like bits, uh-huh. you know, and like these, we, we'd go on these like weird imaginative runs of like creating like these characters, you know, just like people watching at the mall or something right. and like kind of creating these like characters or like imagine if this happened and we would go on for like, you know, you know, half an hour at a time or something over a joke that wasn't anything. <laughs> right. But I never was like to my friends, like, "Hey, you ever notice? You know, like you go into this, you know, free samples. Like, come on, what's what's going on there? Hey, everybody. <laughs> hey. Oh, he's back in his time no, five. I I have I have a question about probably for both of you about um the like ephemeral nature of improv and how uh-huh. that kind of works forward and against it because you. Because it literally, it's on stage and then disappears. It's not really like you're, I mean, maybe you're videotaping it or whatever. If you have a videotape camera, right. uh, maybe you're recording in some way, but, but it's, it like, it's in the moment and then, you know, it moves on. And you, so there's not really the record of it like there right. is with sketch or music or, or something like that. So I mean, maybe both of you can speak to that idea of like, you know, it's kind of like it's here one second, it's gone the next. Right. And how that, works for it as a medium versus like against it i mean i think it's just because it's just fun you know that 
I, I, I could see why some people don't like that. But I think what's fun about it is that it's, it's the same thing as doing bits with your friends. And to me, what's always been funny is that, you know, like if you're joking with a friend and you're like, oh, yeah, but what if this happened? You know, right. you kind of turn it. Mm, right. And like that'll get a laugh as opposed to, I mean, I guess I, I, w- I would love to have a, a brilliant, you know, like uh, men versus women or something bit, you know, too, <laughs> that like Louis C.K. could, could do. craft. Right. Yeah, yeah, of, of, like yeah. to really craft a joke. But God, that just seems so weird and obsessive and just not that interesting uh-huh. to me. And in the end, that stuff disappears anyway, too. Right. Yeah. So I'd rather just like, and I also like the acting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Being I mean, spontaneous sounds yeah, like Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I guess you, you could... I think now I'm at a point that I just don't feel like doing it because I have too many other things that I want to do, but I, you could do a lot of that stuff in stand-up anyway. Yeah. I think I was intimidated by it. I, I had done it a little bit in Boston, and the people just aren't that nice, and you know all the bringer shows, and you, you, you have to do badly for a yeah. while, and it just feels so bad. Do you have a, a, worst, a specific worst gig from that time... Stand that just up. Where, where, where just you bombed and it, and. Yeah, I'm really trying to think of anything. That. I mean, I know that just, I did it the first time and a lot of friends came out. Yeah. So I felt good. And then the second time, I just didn't feel as much of a need to like rehearse and stuff. Right. And then I just did badly. Right. And it was really like the worst feeling in the world. Cause I, <laughs> I don't know why. Like, you know, you do that first gig, you're like, I'm I'm amazing. Right. I, I am good at this. I'm right. I, I like I, it's validation. And then you do the second one, and you're like, oh no, that was like a lie. Yeah. I'm a, you know I'm a hack. I'm terrible. Right. This sucks, and I don't really want to work at at it. Either. That's the yeah. hard. But that's what I think. So it's that we because we when we talk to stand ups or and listening to honestly other podcasts and stand ups talk like I appreciate and love stand up so much. Yeah. And at the same time, like I have no interest in being the road dog. Yeah, and like yeah. in the in any one of like I gotta do like five or seven sets like a week. Yeah, and I'm like, Ugh, like, you can also relate it to that first show like with with a band and yeah. all your friends come out and it's yeah. great. And then the second time yeah. when they don't come out, right? Uh, or you know you return back to a city and they don't, and it's like okay, now we're in the real. Right. Kind of grind of you know the first time was kind of that like little magical one off because it's cute for all of your yes. friends yes and then also it's that's like cute and they got other yeah. things they want to do and you're like oh right, shit yeah. now I gotta actually get an audience right and like right, fucking right. so the uh, so the stand up stint didn't last very long yeah that was only about like a year or something mm-hmm. in college where were the I don't even know where they were in like Boston in Boston uh, Dick Darty's is that Bean <laughs> Bean Vault or something there's like <laughs> on the back wall there's like a huge Portrait of Dick Darty as a bean, <laughs> like laughing and horrifying. So I did a couple shows there, and you know Boston just has like a, a weird like budding community because it's all these college kids that are like smart right. and funny. But then there's also like the Boston regulars, so it's and the really Boston strange. Regulars are scary. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Just, I was. I was pretty intimidated by it, and I did some there. I did some at the Comedy Studio. Is that uh-huh. what it is? Uh, yeah. Had you never been there in Harvard Square? Uh, no, I didn't go to fucking any, the only okay. comedy show, I went to two, maybe, no, three. The Tommy Davidson. I went there. Tommy Davidson at Faneuil Hall. Nice. Uh, Stephen Wright for like three hours of Tommy one-liners. Davidson Tommy Davidson's show was great. That he was, was wow. really good. That's awesome. Uh, and then Kids in the Hall. But I just, cause I didn't do, like, I loved comedy, but watched it at home. Like, I was yeah. into hardcore. So, like, I was like, no, I don't yeah. do comedy. And I was certainly, cause the two are mutually exclusive. Going to the paradise. Yeah. Is that the, yeah, the paradise everywhere. Like, and, you know, because the rat. both me and, uh, Dan went to the same college, but years, a couple yeah, years yeah. apart. Uh, but like, I, I was like, I'm not getting, like, I, 
I had I my mom also went to Boston University really? by the way a, f- a couple years apart just a little bit. After, <laughs> a couple, yeah, after, yeah, I had a bad taste especially because at that point for me I was very much like no I do music yeah forget comedy yeah so like anyone who was into improv or anything I was like fuck that slow children at play get out of here I was in slow children I at know, play. like and I was <laughs> like really fuck funny. that shit uh, my wife they tried to get her recruited because they're like we need more funny women oh really and she's like eh, I'm not interested wow yeah because uh, she doesn't do comedy stuff she's just really funny that's really uh, funny but they just were I think probably one of them was also possibly trying to hit on her, but. <laughs> I think that's what it was at the time uh-huh. I think it was when I was in there like I'm just not quite as driven by sex and right. stuff it's like me Arthur Seth Reese yep. Jeremy Bent mm-hmm. uh, Andrew Cleary Tom Watson like all these other those guys don't do comedy anymore but those guys like we just were like into doing good shows right so we weren't thinking about like oh, we could like have sex with the girls <laughs> right. we put them on our team and they spend right. a lot of time with us <laughs> that's how I felt in music too it never really occurred to me honestly that yeah. much yeah. like it, like and I would and like on, even like I'll like fuck it Rob Schneider on like WTF recently yeah. I was just like oh he's great Kind of a creep, though. As was like, he was saying, I haven't listened. It was to just you. like kind of like I, it's a bummer for me when I find out that just like old comedians are just like, yeah, just horn dogs on the road. I know. Like, well, he has like a, uh, a, a, a wife in his twenties. Yes, in, one of those a wife deals. in her twenties. But it's a, yeah, because it's just like I, it seems like a whole nother world. But that's also it seems like out of that, like that's where you found your world. I mean, you had to yeah, like Pangea yeah. came out of yeah, slow children, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you know, and you continued. You start like what year did it start there? Um, slow kids or uh, no, so this uh, Pangea. Pangea, we like a couple of people had graduated in 2005, mm-hmm. and then me, Arthur Meyer, and this guy Sam Kimmis, who now writes for Woot.com ah, uh, in yes. Seattle. Sam he, Kinison, yeah, Sam, yeah. good old Sam. <laughs> the, the ghost of yes, Sam Kinison yeah. is right. Oh, oh! <laughs> Great sketch comedian. Um, and we all moved to New York. It's a good Sam, by the way. Hey, you know, I in, got it. In 2006. Okay. So end of 2006 is when we started to meet as Pangea. Okay. Oh, so that was post-college. That was post-college. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Post-college studying, post-collegiate. Yes. Yeah. You know, uh, and so you all came here. And so when you got here, though, like, I mean, I assume you had to do shit jobs when you yeah, first got here. Um, catering. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arthur worked at Book Court. Sam, I worked at uh, Gray Dog. You guys yeah, know yeah. that. Yeah. Sam fine, both, fine establishment. Yeah, yeah. Sam and I both worked there as uh, bus boys and like delivery nice. delivery guys. So yeah, there was some. Uh, actually, uh, I in at Boston University, I was the mascot. Oh really? I was Rhett the you Terrier. Were Rhett? Really? And, uh, the worst. This is a good uh, story for a podcast. Wait for hockey. For hockey because and... Because football wait, was, was done. No football. Red or wait, Rhett? During my... Rhett. Rhett. Okay, like during, Rhett Butler. Yes. Yes. It during was actually my, Rhett Butler. During my... <laughs> yes, yeah. That's it's what a normal size now. Rhett Butler. <laughs> uh, during my years, uh, we had a football program. They just dissolved it because no one cared. Yes, and so when I was there... Because was... I was really good friends with the center. Because wow. he was also a, fo- a hardcore kid. <laughs> He was like roadie for Ensign, but in between he would also be a center on the football team. But then all of a sudden they were just like, eh, screw that. We don't need football. We could get money. Yeah, we'll just. So you were the, the, you were the mascot. You I was the rep. mascot. And I, the worst gig that I had there <laughs> was that, um, we just got like this email of like, they needed a mascot at the uh, Boston University Center for Anxiety and Anxiety Related Disorders. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm free during that time. Like, without thinking, like, oh my God, this is insane. <laughs> Literally. So I just, yeah. So, yes. So I went there and I had to, 
dress up in the costume for a little girl uh-huh. who was going through therapy because she was deathly afraid of mascots. <laughs> so she was like in a, th- uh, a session and she had already met like, you know, she met, you know, Wendy, that man, the Wendy's mascot. Right. Like she met a bunch of mascots. It's just funny the way they presented it to me. They're like, well, you know, she's met these mascots. And so this was supposed to be like her last session. So her parents could take her to like Disney World because they didn't want to take her there because she would be like hor- horrified walking around. So then... Screaming yes, for seven yeah. days. Straight. Yeah, it's her nightmare. It's <laughs> Disney World. So you I, should love this. Yes, this is fun for everybody of all ages except you. It's the most magical place on earth, you little yeah. jerk. So I had to go into this room in costume. It was a double-sided mirror, and they're just like, <laughs> they're like, don't move. You know, because she's going to be on the other side of the mirror, like assessing you. So. I now if, like there's a huge head. It's a Boston Terrier is the mm-hmm. mascot. Boston Terrier wearing a BU uh, hockey jersey, right. and he like looks angry, you know. <laughs> so the head though is like heavy and just standing there without moving around. It slides forward, so it already has like the like <laughs> the angry like brow, yeah, brow. <laughs> and I'm just like. I looked like um, what's his name from Donnie Darko? Um, Bob? Is that what it was? Or who was, like the rabbit? But who was the yeah, rabbit guy? Uh, yeah, Bob. Bob. I think. You know, yeah, but he's yeah. just like standing there. Yeah. That's what it looked like. It's terrifying. And uh, yeah, it was it was terrifying even to me at that point. And now go I, stand in the corner like in the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, yeah, but you, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. Jump out and freak her out when she comes in. See if she reacts negatively. So then she had to like come in and like we held hands and like. I just like, you know, you can't see through the, so you have, I'm like looking through like the angry teeth of this mascot, see like a little girl crying, holding my hand and I can't do a thing. And it turned out that the girl couldn't handle it and had to leave. And so she like failed her like therapy session or whatever. And, and then I had to go to class. Like they just were like, yeah, sorry about that. You were fine though. Right. And then I had to go to class. Was there any payment involved for that? Was that just a a pro bonus? Well worth it. It worked out well. It was eight dollars an hour to do that. <laughs> Is it was it really eight bucks an hour? It was for eight Rhett? bucks an hour to be Rhett the Terrier. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. How did you end up getting that job? Well, when I went to college, I wanted to do two things. I wanted to be the mascot and I wanted to be in a comedy group like the state. Oh really? So the on the same day I had to audition for uh the mascot had like an audition thing and then like you had to do like a little skit right and then i ran and i was late to the first slow kids audition that i did (laughs) and i was terrible anyway like i had never performed before so i was terrible i didn't get on the team and then the next year i did it again but you for your for your mascot audition you came out you said hey everybody clap your hands please don't you nailed it i do remember in the audition for the mascot you have to like go around um a uh, dining hall right and like you know just like be cool and do the walk and like hug people and stuff like the mascot would and you can't again you can't see well so i hugged a girl at one point she was sitting on a bench and i let go and i couldn't see but she just like fell right. off the bench and i just like kept, you know, like kept walking so like, like sort of like assaulted her and then like threw her to the ground and just like kept walking all time so, so what was a shift for that would it just be for the events or would you have to like you're on cafeteria duty for the next hour, you know? Um, that was like just the audition. Okay. So they would be okay. like, it would be the guys who already were a mascot and they would just kind of like be like, just go in there <laughs> right. and like be, you know, funny and silly <laughs> and stuff. 
Yeah. I can't believe we I Did you know I was a mascot? Do we ever talk about that? Wait, you were red also? No, no not oh. there. I did. I, I don't was, think we've I, ever talked about it on the, on the show. I was I was at Lake Compounds, which is America's right. oldest family theme park. <laughs> uh, that was their claim to fame, and they held that by opening up one weekend a year mm-hmm. uh, just to keep the record going. Nice. Uh, but for the summer they really opened, I was Kyle the Crocodile, the official ambassador of fun. Wow, the official. In, yeah, yeah, official. Because there's other ambassadors. Yeah, exactly. He had to be trained. I was an eight-foot-tall, was... inflatable pink crocodile with a top hat. Wow. Uh, and I would trade off with my friend Jay, and we would have to go to, like, country music fests. But you'd have to walk each other. He'd have to walk you around. Walk the park. Because he would be my handler because you couldn't you see the mouth. And like, but the thing is too, because it inflated, it would be like it was like Nightmare on Elm Street. Like when the kids came up to you, you wouldn't see them, yeah. but you could look down while the head was still looking forward, and you could just see hands grabbing yeah, at your oh, yeah. dick. Yeah. Like you're just like, no, no, no! <laughs> it was a nightmare, and <laughs> yeah, they'd always try to get autographs. And yes. once I had to, I had to autograph a quote unquote Oriental fan because uh, they were those folding fans. Not a small I, Chinese boy, yes. but an actual, <laughs> that's what I thought. I was like, whoa, yeah, <laughs> that's why you said quote unquote. Yeah, yeah. But I tried to sign it, and I. Could it with the three fingers? Yeah, and I just dug a hole into it and tore it apart. <laughs> it was a great job, and, and when that, I say great, it was the worst job I've ever had. That yeah. is, I mean, that's that's the worst gig. Though. The mascot, sweaty suits, disgusting. Why did places. you want to do that? You I just had it in your brain. I thought they were as in high school. I started to get obsessed with how funny I thought right. mascots and and uh, the Muppets were. Yeah, I also wanted to be a puppeteer, <laughs> and of I, di- I I half built my own. Puppet, and I never. <laughs> once you had to start getting the felt on and stuff, right. that's where I was like, I can't do this. But I have it built. Like I have the head right. and the body. I have hands and stuff, but that's not connect. Like that's it got too technical for me. Yeah, and that was it. I, was like, I just want you, this to be funny. Just because I'm thinking, what did you end up majoring in? I was a film major. Oh, you were a yeah. film. Oh, me yeah, too. yeah, film and and history minor. Okay, I I wasn't crazy about film stuff. Right. I started to lose interest of like production was just such a bitch. Like, Anything that you have to actually work at. Right. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like, well, that was also this. the problem with at least for me with BU uh, is because it is under communications. You yeah. have to wait for like two years to even touch a camera. Yes, yeah, yeah. And then once you start doing it, like, yeah, I remember taking cinematography class and being like, this is just math. Yeah. And I'm terrible at math. Like yeah. editing, I was good and, at because it but, was fun to but, fuck around but it was it's like steamback like, which is totally you were editing learning on a steam well we, and is, then we learned avid eventually uh-huh. but i had to learn everything like steamback yeah. and the like the for the bed. listener is jeff is, is doing, doing something with his, he's physically uh, uh reinterpreting the <laughs> yeah. splicing yeah. of film footage every movie i made was a sketch though in retrospect i didn't realize Me it too. at the time like i tried to like i made one serious terrible art film <laughs> um yeah. that's embarrassing so, so so at what point you're in New York and and Pangea is going at what point do you realize that like you guys have got something here and mm-hmm. I mean were there were there worse gigs that you guys had to slog through to get to the point where like okay this is something that people are responding to and maybe we can uh, Yeah, we, we can didn't do something fully like. even get to that point. I mean, <laughs> I think we liked it. I think we started to see the I guess negative side of like being a group of like four guys. I mean, I guess it's different that we were writers and performers but we weren't good technically mm-hmm. like a lot of groups have guys that can shoot act direct right edit like we just didn't have all of that right. and so it just like it made it hard um you were missing your robert rodriguez yeah yeah right. seriously yeah. if we had a guy that could just help us out with some shooting stuff we would have and also we we started i think to not fully agree on what to do like i know I, want, I wanted to do more video stuff, and I don't mm-hmm. think the other guys were as into it, and part, partially because it's a little bit of a headache. Right. Um, but I, I 
that's where I wanted to do mm-hmm. stuff more. I wasn't. I was starting to lose a little bit of interest in sketch comedy. I mean, I guess we. I don't remember even when we we stopped being a group last year. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think last yeah, year. Yeah, for the listener, that would be 2012. Yeah. 2012. Yeah, we couldn't do it anymore just because Arthur was hired at Fallon, mm-hmm. and Seth is the head writer of The Onion, so he mm-hmm. had to go to Chicago to if he wanted to keep that job, which yeah, he right. did. So it's like, well, we literally can't meet now, <laughs> right? Um, and I think it just it felt right anyway because it's like, well. We're not going to do another sketch show. Like, right. even if you, I mean, Jeff, you probably saw the la- our last yes. Pangea show was not yeah. really sketches it was at a all. Fantastic at that point. Show, it was great. It was great. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a wild ride. Wait, that was the one with the, with the waiter and you guys are trying to place the yes. order. Yeah. Yeah. The, the one real yeah. sketch, quote unquote. <laughs> yes, was the uh, restaurant where the food is the waiter. Yeah. <laughs> and. We never, we right. never got to the. Right. Oh no, we did get to it at the end. Yeah, at the end it happened. He's a hot dog. Yeah. Zach says, "Can I interest you in tonight's special?" Me. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and then I say, "What about that uh, hamburger over there? Is that a waiter?" And that's. And then Zach says, "No, he's the cook." And that's the <laughs> that's the blackout line. And we're upset because the audience doesn't love that. Right. We're like, what's wrong with you? So then we have to end it a different way. So. Which was a fantastic show. Yeah, it was a But really also show. would be a mind bender for, especially when I was teaching, for like students where oh, they're yeah, just I'm like, sure, yeah. what's going on? Like, it's really funny. Can we do yeah. that? And I'm like, well, you got to earn your fucking yeah, 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 yeah. first. Yeah. yeah, do sketch comedy for about six years. And then almost <laughs> yeah. 10 years, if, you know, you yeah. include college. Yeah. Do what? sketch comedy for 10 years, then you But you're, you're also like, I mean, you're, you're kind of gaining some steam, at least within sketch circles, right? You guys sure. did the sketch fest and we had done, Jesse oh yeah, that's true. Thorne's, we had done sketch. Uh, yes. show, right? Yes, we did. Um, we were on, he's got bullseye now. The yeah. sound of young America yes. at the time. Yeah. yeah. We had some good, like we had some fans, um, in some nice places. Um, so yeah, we did some sketch festivals. I think we saw that those were sort of a dead end though. Yeah. You know, and then I think it just got a little confusing well, why, as to why, what to do. Why would you say it was a dead end? For- well, I, yeah, we, you know, it's like you, if you do a sketch comedy festival, you're doing it because you love doing sketch comedy yeah. festivals, <laughs> right. basically. You know, like you Chicago was fun because the, 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 crowd in Chicago, like people in Chicago are just used to sketch comedy mm-hmm. from Second City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they were a supportive, great group, the great audience to perform for. After that, though, we're like, well, what about like a manager, an agent, or someone to help right. us figure out how to keep going with this? It just was non-existent. Well, it, it seems like it's difficult enough as it is to to translate a sketch group into something that's really a viable. Kind you of got one career. shot. You get a sketch comedy yeah. show, yeah. I think, and that's sort right. of it. Maybe you could do the like broken lizard thing, but right. that doesn't even seem to have panned out. Yeah, that well. Wait, can we talk yeah, about? Let's seem... talk about them for a second because yeah. th- those like them? The, well, those movies <laughs> yeah. do not. Uh, they didn't really resonate with me. I mean, Super Troopers maybe a little bit the first time I saw but even still yeah. I remember being underwhelmed. And yeah. just, uh, I guess by attaching their name to the movie is how I, the vast majority of people, are. I didn't know them from anything. I still don't know them as a sketch group. I, I just they, know them as a production company, essentially. I guess they had that movie Puddle Jumpers, which I've never seen. There was before yeah. it. Which was maybe, but I don't know if they did sketch. Like I guess well, I think was, they were essentially like Pangea, but for their college. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but yeah, I had never heard. I didn't. I, I remember seeing the ad for Super Troopers being, "Who the fuck is Broken Lizard?" And that right? one guy though translated it into like director. Yeah, yeah. T- he's a director. He's a director. Of, of yeah. People do love. It. I mean, I used to have, uh, our, you know, Justin from Panthers who's talk. He loves Super Troopers like uh, a it's, lot, it's, and I never just got. It. I just it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. I wasn't too into it. I like the idea. Like the thing that was cool about it to me, or 
least maybe in retrospect, was like, it would be really fun to make a movie like that. Right. You know, it's like, okay, what if we were all just like dick cops, right. you know? Right. It's like, yeah, that would be a blast. But yeah, I also, I remember watching it and sort of forcing myself to like it because the majority of people liked right. it. Right. Yeah. There was a sheen the of bro on it that yeah, I never could get nice. into. I believe uh, that was Charlie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sketch comedy crew. Uh, yeah. Maybe there are. Well, Whitest Kids You Know has a little bit of a bro y. Yeah. And I vibe. kind of feel the same way about that. Yeah. Too. They're, they're, they're bro y. I'm sure they're all oh, nice the birthday, guys. Birthday boys aren't. They're Yeah. No, the they're show. great. But the I, the I. So weird part though is, is, it is a, it is a weird. Mm. Dead end. It's in gotta some be incredible. It's gotta be one of the most difficult even art you forms start- to try to like, I wanna make a living as a sketch comedy person. Because even when you start taking even the like, you know, minuscule amount of meetings that I've done, like here or there, like they'll be like, yeah, no, nobody does those anyways. Like we're never right. gonna do a sketch show again. I know. Like, I don't know why people like, are nope. so against it. <laughs> yeah. It's they- got some weird stigma on it, even though it's like, Shouldn't a show just be judged on if it's good or not? Yeah. Right. But I think people are always looking for that shortcut of like, what's the secret? What's the secret formula yep. to making a good show? Right. People want characters. They really do. <laughs> want char- people want, want characters, characters so we, bad. We, we're engaged with. Yeah. That we pe- really care about. <laughs> Tell audi- audiences of the world, get over characters. <laughs> right. I don't want to care about anybody. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> people want to engage with these characters. Shut up. <laughs> right. so, so, so it seems like it's a collective decision to like, this is kind of as far as we can take this without really like losing our minds. I think so. I mean, there were some arguments over it. It wasn't like totally right. Everyone was like done, you know, but I I think it was just like, well, we could try to work on a pilot at this point, but we just don't have the time to do that. And you know, I don't know. It's, 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 does it feel, it felt like we were in a weird spot. Like we had done, we probably had gone as far as we can go Mm -hmm. through the UCB. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was like, now what? Right. So we basically did what any sketch comedy group did. We just made a lot less money. Yeah. And, uh, but the same, I mean, I feel like the same thing happens. It's just after a time, you just can't do it anymore. Yeah. So it's like a band. Yeah. Like yeah. dissolving. I feel like most bands don't break up. They just kind of dissolve. Yeah. Like you in can, a lot I mean, of ways. It's just kind of like, well, I guess like one of us kind of wants to do it a little bit more. The, the other one. Well, it depends on what level you're talking about. Only because there's, sure. there are more opportunities to, to make a, I mean, as small as those are. I think it's easier to make a living as a band because you have a, you have a product that sure, you sure. could license, you could sell, you could tour, and people are going to, sure. and you could make a lot more money doing that than you know being a sketch group that's essentially performing. License you know. your viral video. There you go. Yes. But, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, so yeah. so in in the demise of of Pangea, mm-hmm. you know what what ha- what happens? Are you are you starting to audition more? Or are you like just yeah. doing your own thing? Well, you know, there was like a little bit of a reaction from me personally, like within Pangea, was I, I wanted to start making more videos, mm-hmm. and it just again, it's a headache to 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 do. So I don't blame the guys for not always being on board. But that was me and Arthur made Seinfeld because right. we had that idea. It was like, well, it wouldn't make any sense to do that with Pangea because we're literally excluding two people in the <laughs> right. group. So. Why don't we just shoot these? So we right. shot those. Uh, Adam Conover, uh, who used to be in Old English, now he does a lot of stand-up. He uh, directed them. And Kelly Hudson, who mm-hmm. was my girlfriend. I think we just started dating at the time. Uh, she's She was an editor at Vice, so she knew how to edit. So we had, you know, that was, that was all it took. We had a few people help us out with that. And then after that, I got together with Emily Strawn yep. and Kelly. And because I was going to help them direct their sketch show that they put up yeah which was pretty funny but it didn't get a run was that the the men's yes yes the men's association, men's association. where they played characters that were all yes. like men yeah mm-hmm. and it was funny 
and I wanted to help them with that show, but then we started hanging out and we liked each other. So I was like, well, why don't we work on this? And it's really funny. We started talking about Teen Wheels, mm-hmm. which is what I ended up making with them. And mm-hmm. it was sort of, it was more their idea at first. Mm-hmm. And I was I was telling them like yeah I'll help you guys like direct that or whatever but I'm not like what do you want from me right. you know and then, like it realized yes yeah and then what I realized, have you done like, for oh, me lately we're gonna, like work on this together right and that's what got us to write that and I love that thing I still love that yeah. I still it's so funny like I I still wish that was on. I really think that is a viable show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, uh, that that's how like, I, I was. Yes. Because there, there was that period, at least for me, yeah. uh, where I was just like, oh, like me and Emily Strong were doing Getting Quaid. Mm-hmm. And then like you guys were doing Teen Wheels. For the listener, Getting Quaid, which we've also never talked about, your own Jeff's uh, show. Which show. was a show that I love. Thank Rand, you very Rand, much. Randy Quaid. <laughs> yes. Hey, uh, I rewatched it yesterday because I found it on my computer and uh, I emailed it. I was just like, this was the weirdest show. Uh, God speak to tale. us. Stress yeah. Tale. Uh, but it was such a, cause at the time, I was like, man, we've got like, even just in the UCB community, I was like, oh, we're gonna fucking take this shit by the, right. like, by the balls. Yeah, nobody cares though. And that it, yeah. no one gave as much of a fuck. Yeah. Cause also watching the video I have, there's no one laughing. Right. <laughs> because we taped the one show that was literally the worst show. To the point where Jim Santangeli dressed as Prince as the narrator goes up to the, a lady and, and like, just like <laughs> sings to her and he said during, she goes, I'm all right. Wow. <laughs> and she just wandered away. But it was a bummer because, yeah, it was just like, it's so hard when you're like, you want to do this stuff that's... Because I, I feel the same way. I'm like, yeah. I look at Teen Wheels. I look at Getting Quaid. I'm like, I would love those shows. Yes. Like, I, I don't understand. It's a good place to be, though. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm when I talk to other people, I'm very good about being like, I think you want that, you know, being delusional a little yeah. bit of like, wow, I was so into that. I didn't even care that people weren't laughing. Right. Because sometimes that doesn't really matter. Right. Um, but then at the same time, I know when I'm thinking about my own stuff, I'm just like ripping my hair out, ripping yeah. everything around me. Yeah. It's like, how is none of this going the way right. that I feel like it should be going? And I feel like a big thing I've been realizing lately that relates to everything mm-hmm. that we do and I, and I'm, do, it's just like trying to remember how it felt, at least music wise, like when you're in like high school and like college playing music and like doing sketch mm-hmm. where like it didn't really matter. Like, you, you weren't doing it to get there was somewhere. no yeah there was no pretense right. of, of it just having being anything more than fun like that well i've also gotten to this point because of that right why don't true. i just keep doing well, right. that and i think there's uh, well at least i think you know we're all relatively the same age when mm-hmm. i remember there being a lot fewer like high school fiend like there weren't band like this band's still in high school right. or i mm-hmm. mean you know right. with the exception of like maybe underground punk bands right. or whatever but even still on a large now you know, with your Biebers of the world. Right. And, you know, just I blame it more, all on more of a focus on, on how young people are when they, when they, when they but break I think that, in. I think that's always been a part of it. Like, I think people sure. love the idea of a young, talented person breaking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, and so the system is sort of fit to, to yes. fit that. Uh, right. You know, it's like you need a system where that could happen because people love that. Yeah. But then, like, you know, you see people, like, there's people even around us that are like, Oh, this person like came here really young, mm-hmm. didn't like experience anything, and now that they didn't get that huge break, which is a bad thing to depend on. Right. And even the people that did get that break, they're probably messed up in their own ways. Yeah. It's like seeing those guys that didn't get it, it's like, oh boy, this guy has like a lot of growing up to do. Right. And he probably should have done that a few years ago, yeah. not because he didn't get his break. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know? speaking of breaks, I recently saw you in a commercial. <laughs> Remi- really? I can't remember what it was. It was like you were in a, a cubicle, some oh. kind of 
What was that? There was um this is uh but this was online, right? Might have been online. I yeah, know. it was for like Expedia or yeah, Orbitz yeah. or something. something. Yeah. Yeah. That's really funny. So that's a break. <laughs> so no, those branded content the, like they're not pitched as like commercials they're oh, they're okay. just ripoffs right so oh, you right. get paid for like a day but you don't get paid well it's really bad people just abuse but wait was that was that branded by was that uh, that was made by onion people and oh, it didn't say yeah. the onion on it okay but they did like an ad trade thing yeah so they're like you guys uh will like i forgot how it worked but it was it's like a cheap way of being like right. we'll, we'll shoot this thing for you and you don't have to pay for it, and we'll rip everybody off. Right, like that. Ah. That's involved with it. I I just did another one recently. I did this thing <laughs> for like Snapple, and I'm like, the, oh my god, they wanted so much work out of me. Right, and I was like, Snapple has a million. I don't know why, but Snapple has millions of dollars. You're right, Snapple is rich, swimming in their money I, like Uncle Scrooge. I, she's I, strawberry money. I love your work ethic. By the way. <laughs> uh, and speaking of Snapple. Rest in peace, Snapple root beer, which was phenomenal. Do you remember it was it was clear? No, this was like a, a late eighties or maybe mid through mid nineties. Snapple they made a, a lot of clear root were. beer that was in a, in a bottle and a brown label. It was fantastic. They made soda. The, I, they did. Was root it beer. not carbonated? I it was carbonated. It was probably there was no caffeine oh. like most root beer. Anyway, passion fruit iced tea, mint iced tea. They had they had it all. They had it all. I'll say this about Snapple. <laughs> My mom always has, or at one point, always would have Snapple in the house. We had that. But she always thought it was too strong. So she would, like, pour Dilute out it. half, split it with water, and then shove it back in there. So I would constantly be grabbing Snapples. I'd be like, oh, God. Yeah, just, like, yeah. watered down dirty water. That's funny. She didn't just wait until she wanted one to... To cut it, she, no, cut she has snapple. some crazy systems. So, speaking speaking of crazy systems and coming full circle, Dan, um, yeah. a question that we ask all of our guests okay. uh, on every episode of the podcast: What do you think of the word "gig"? A gig. <laughs> That's a good question. Um, gig, gig. Um, it now that I'm thinking about it, it sounds horrible. <laughs> like it sounds like a really dumb. It makes it sound dumber than right. it is, but when you're saying it, yeah, I just want to line up a gig. It sounds right. <laughs> right. Um, uh, but yeah, I think it sounds like a dumb thing that like a dumb person would say. <laughs> I agree completely well, with that, that. that. That's a fine assessment. And look, <laughs> you got all this stuff going on now, you know. Living up in Brooklyn Heights, you're busy. You got these ads. It is like weirdly an accomplishment to have found a place. That there. is. So look, I don't. Oh, you got a bike. You, I got a bike, you, you're, and you're going to be biking home. So yes. listen, Jeff and I, we just want you to get home safe. Thank you. Worst gig ever. ever. ever.